Dear Heavenly Father, please watch over us as we discuss your mighty word and as we discuss what it means to be a Christian in today's world. I pray that you would put everything in my mouth and that nothing would be of my own accord. And as they say in your word, Psalm 19, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. So, good morning. It's your boy, Anonymous. I don't know if it's morning, evening, nighttime, whatever time that you're in right now. But I'm here to join you today. We are going to be talking about rituals. That's right. Yes, indeed. We're going to talk about the rituals of the Christian faith. And you might be wondering, well, what is a ritual? Well, I don't really know exactly how to describe it to you. I know that there are some words. Uh, and as I said before, I taught it. So we're just going to talk about a ritual uh, or traditions being uh, those activities that are associated with your culture. So it could be like a tradition or a ceremony or or some type of rite or, or festival that people in a particular culture participate in. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it's really exciting because I, w I just got it in my mind, this idea of like quiet times or prayer rooms or what some people might call war rooms and the rituals of daily life. And there are more than those two praying and, and devotionals. But I wanted to focus off. I wanted to just start off with those and focus on those because it, it, it really dictates how our prayer and devotional life help us on our way in our daily walk when we concentrate on God, on God first. How does it help you, right? How does it affect your walk, right? And, and then I started thinking about movies like uh, that particular movie that came out not too long ago, The War Room, where the wife uh, just uh, met the old lady and she just kind of focused on helping her change her life, you know what I mean? Change her life and help her life to become better. And as she prayed, it changed her heart. And then in, in turn, it helped her to change the heart of her husband so that he could lead her and her family correctly in the right way. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about quiet times and war rooms, the rituals of the Christian life. And I will be back.
okay so first i want to just go on record by saying um you know i i really want to focus on rituals but i i want you to understand that i'm not trying to say that we should have these rituals and and they take the precedent of you know our relationship with god i don't really want to i want to i want to be careful not to hold on traditions the type that jesus denounced in mark 7 um, but i want you to let your hearts follow god and and those rituals or traditions or ceremonies or whatever be meant to glorify God by using your heart, if that makes any sense. Um, that's really, uh, that's what I want to be said. But I, I want to, there were a couple Bible verses that really uh, spoke to me this time. Um, you know, when I was thinking of, you know, talking about this aspect of Christian culture. And the, the first one that really came to me um was Second Thessalonians two fifteen. Now you might say, "Oh, you're about to read something that's not NIV." Um, yes, I am. I've, I've switched to the English Standard Version, not because anybody said anything, but because I just wanted to give you different viewpoints uh, and different things uh, from different uh, translations, and I think that'll help us to keep fresh. And, and I always encourage you to go back and read the Bible and do your own studies with the verses that I use. Because I, again, my name is anonymous. I'm not the important one. God is the important one. And I want you to always back up my studies with your own studies and, and, and feel free to email me. Again, that email is crossdiscourse at gmail.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' opinions on the things that I'm saying and giving me suggestions on on music or movies things that you want me to watch and talk about and things like that so but yeah so the first verse uh, comes from second thessalonians two fifteen. english standard version goes as follows so then brothers stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us either by spoken word or by our letter and i was like oh, okay what kind of traditions or teachings that they uh, encourage the brothers to follow so that was something that was on my mind um and i think about you know the things that 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 they did with jesus and one of them was prayer a particular story of jesus taking a couple of disciples out and praying earnestly to god and then falling asleep um you know that speaks out to me because he didn't just pray uh willy-nilly in front of everybody you know not saying that that's wrong but he took the time to have a quiet time with God and pray earnestly. Uh, I think at one point uh, he prayed until blood uh, came out of him. And I, I think that's, you know, to, to show the importance of the earnestness in our prayer when we speak to God. Um, so that was one of the, the ritual, uh, one of the Bible verses about rituals that stood out to me. Um, and another one uh, is the ritual of going to church. Um, you know, I, I think of Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, where it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Um, and I think that one speaks to just uh, being with each other in the church and in the body and, and helping each other to function and holding each other up. 
Uh, that's one of our traditions that I feel like we need to really focus on. Uh, just a, a mindset or, or, or something to think about. I um, was recently with my brother uh, and his kids. And, uh, you know, um, my brother doesn't go to church often. Uh, he used to, we grew up in the church. Uh, my father was a preacher. And, you know, we were raised very religiously through the King James Version. I'm not sure if I said that <laughs> before. Uh, but yeah, we were raised up heavily in the church and we had church in our basement and my father preached and we had neighbors and people come over to our church. But anyway, recently my brother has, you know, fallen to hard, hard times and he doesn't go to church often. And uh, we got to talk and, and my my oldest nephew or my, you know, my brother's son, oldest uh, male, um, he went to church as we were kind of visiting and I was impressed. I was highly impressed. And my brother just started talking to me and he said, you know, you know, there's some guys that come around every Sunday for those people in the neighborhood that don't go to church and just knocks on the door and asks if we want to go to church. And sometimes they take the kids, you know, I'm not going because of whatever reason, um, you know, that's not important right here, but I'm not going. But I'm really happy that someone is taking the time out to just really uh, talk to the kids and encouraging them to develop a relationship with Christ. And I thought that was impressive. Uh, and that speaks to this verse in Hebrews 10, just about uh, bringing people, encouraging one another. And this is more for people within the body, but, you know, outreach, that good news, that gospel, the Great Commission, getting people out there and just talking about God and sharing the good news. I think that's important. Uh, that's one of the things we should be doing and something that I don't see, particularly in my neighborhood. My brother lives way out in the Midwest uh, and I live on the East Coast. And, and one of the things that I know in my community uh, I don't see too many people sharing their faith like that, going into those poorer communities and saying, hey, you want me to take your kids to church? You want me, you know, you need something, you need some food, uh, you need something, some of this, you know, you need help with this, you need your lawn cut or anything like that. I don't really see that in my community, and that's something that I wish uh, was something more prevalent within the church community. We're, we're losing a lot uh, with our uh, we're, we're losing a battle. A lot of people see Christians as closed-minded, uh, not helpful. We just want to fight against. And, and a lot of that comes from the moral majority created by Jerry Falwell Sr. Uh, back in the day. Um, but, you know, we need to get back to that. We need to get back to being loving people, people of love that people see as loving and caring and helpful. You know, there were times where in, in the Old Testament, in the Bible, where you saw that, you know, when you farmed the land, you even left a portion of that land available for the poor people to come and take it, you know, which in our eyes might be looking at as stealing. Um, but it was considered OK. It was a tradition uh, within the Christian faith that was seen as something that was positive. And I, I really think that we need to get back to that. We need to start focusing on how can we spread the gospel in a way that people see as uh, infallible in a way that people see as God because we are bringing glory to God through our actions and when we're not Christ-like uh, particularly out in public because I know a lot of times we have sin uh, we'd like to be with our friends and quietly as is kept a lot of Christians might be saying and doing things under the radar out in public uh, that people aren't seeing that might you know trip up a few Christians or, or young Christians or people that aren't you know hip to the game so to speak but uh, we really want to um, be out in public doing things that show God's love, God's grace, God's glory. 
um, so that we can win souls to Christ. And as people read the word, as people pray and as people grow in their faith, you know, they can, you know, discard some of that other stuff they see that we do in private. But we definitely don't want to be showing people um, the negativity that we have been putting out there uh, in public. So war room, war room. I do not have a war room in my house. I have a, a basement, a man cave uh, that's pretty much off limits to my kids uh, when I come home from work or when I'm you know, working or doing other things. That's my private area, a little kitchenette area, big screen TV and a couch. And that's where I do my praying most of the time. Uh, in the morning when I get home from exercise or whatever, I go down to the basement and I pray. I do my devotional. I read. I will, you know, spend my time talking to God privately and, um, you know, just trying to build myself up because, listen, Anonymous has a lot of personal sin in his life, things in his mind and in his heart that need to be corrected. And so I do not have a war room, but my quiet area, my place of solitude, my secret place, if you will, is my basement away from my wife, even my wife and kids. Um, and I pray earnestly separately to try to make sure that I'm doing the things that God wants me to do as the leader of my family. What is yours looking like? You know, what is, what are you doing? Do you have a little closet? You know, I like that movie with uh, all the personal notes and things. Do you have a journal, a prayer journal where you're writing things down and seeing how crisis is changing our life? Uh, that's one of the, the, the aspects of our culture that I'm, I'm really, uh, I really like, I'm really in touch with. I really love that aspect because it helps us to grow uh, and it helps us to see God. You know, this is a faith, uh, a faith in which uh, our faith is the is the primary component that, you know, we don't see God physically. Right. We see love. Romans tells us that we see God around us, you know, abstractly um, the things that he has created um, and through his word and the actions of people. We know there's a God that exists. I have friends. A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, actually, that is, uh, I would say he's agnostic. Um, he and he would say probably too. he just doesn't know. You know, he believes there is a higher power, but he just doesn't know if the Bible is the right way or if it's the Quran or some other piece. But he he prays, uh, he says, uh, and he really focuses on trying to learn about the higher power. But one of his biggest pet peeves with Christianity is the discipline. I remember when we were a lot younger, maybe about 15, 20 years ago, and we were talking and he was really impressed with the nation of Islam at the time. Um, he really, really liked their discipline. You know, they'd be on the streets selling their bean pies and their whatever, their newsletter and, and talking to people. He saw the discipline in the dress. He saw the discipline in their actions. He saw the discipline in their prayer. Everything was kind of rigid. And I had to explain to him, you know, at the time what I was thinking and my thought process was, listen, you know, Christianity is a little bit more fluid than that. It's about your heart. Um, but it was hard to to uh, contest against that. It was hard to talk 
about Christianity. Number one, because I was a younger Christian at the time, but number two, because he, he, he it was seen as such a great thing that discipline and helping the black community, particularly building them up. Whereas Christianity didn't have anything like that. And this is why it's so important for us to to show that good thing, that good outside in public for people to see. You know, and I don't think it's frivolous. I don't think it's pretentious if we do it in that way, uh, because we are privately seeking the Lord with all our hearts, with all our minds, soul, body and everything. When we go into that prayer room every morning and we pray and we worship and we try to get a better relationship with God, you know, so we have those religious ceremonies. We have that war room, um, quiet times, the devotionals. Uh, I think that's just as important. I tell my sons all the time, you know, the devotional piece, you know, with the exception of maybe some dreams here and there that can be interpreted or some visions that may be given to you by God. You know, the way that we communicate with God is through the word. You know, we're praying. That's us talking to him. And we're, we're we have to pray earnestly. We have to be sincere in our hearts and we have to really just let our our, our insides grow. Let the Holy Spirit take over and just speak for us. And then, you know, we have the word. We have that Bible. We have those Bibles, we have those teachings and we just open it up and we, you know, ask questions and we let the Bible reveal to us what God's message is to us. And that's him talking to us. You know, we have the we have the prophets. We have we have the apostles. We have we even have, you know, and, and to a lesser degree, a lot of our pastors. And I'm going to be talking about that in a whole nother segment uh some of the things some of the ways we follow our pastors and we shouldn't be because the word is the ultimate authority you know and a lot of us follow pastors but that's i'm not going to deal with that today but i just really want you to think about how are you spending your quiet times when i first came into being a christian what i say when i first came into being a christian in my 20s because I grew up in a church, and I know I mentioned that in a previous uh, segment, but I, I grew up in the church, but it wasn't until I was old enough, I felt, that I could really make that decision to follow Christ. And I was in my 20s, and I met a young girl, and uh, she she you know introduced me to some of her friends, male friends, and I kind of hung out with them. Uh, that's also another good story. I got a lot of good stories to tell you guys. Um, but... Uh, when I was in my 20s, I was baptized knowing full well what that meant. And I, I think it was a really powerful thing for me to be an adult to make that decision because now I am fully responsible for my own actions. And, you know, I don't want to trip anybody up if you feel like you were baptized as a two-year-old and you're a Christian. And that's whatever. I'm not. My job isn't to change, uh, isn't to argue those uh minute minute points of the bible it's really for me to build a community and that's really what this really what this whole podcast is all about but um i do highly encourage you to consider reading your bibles asking questions and then digging in your concordance digging in uh, using google to find alternate uh, meanings and commentaries to see what was happening at that particular time 
um, to develop your it, it does develop your your knowledge and increase your understanding of God. We'll, we'll never be completely understanding of him, but to understand a lot more uh, the what he's trying to get us to do and particularly you in your life, what he's particularly getting to do. Uh, you to do uh, to to expand his kingdom, um, but that's really the idea of quiet times to to hear from God to hear what it is that He wants us to do, um, and that's something that really uh, speaks to me. So quiet times in war rooms, prayer, and reading your Bible, uh, building up. Uh, that's one of the rituals that I really think is is really important, and then. Finally, going to church, um, you know, finding a church that speaks to you. And you know what? I'm actually going to come back on that note and discuss why it is important for us to be in church. Not just any church, but a good one. I'll be back in a moment. told you I would be and uh, Hebrews 10 24 25 uh, English Standard Version again of course of course uh, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near that is an exhortation for us to actually uh, spend time with each other. Um, and the reason why I talked, I said a good church in the last segment is because 
you know, a lot of times I've been seeing this, um, you know, particularly in some areas uh, where I live, uh, people are listening to the pastor. The pastor does something egregious, and I mean really bad, um, you know, and the people talk about, oh, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, yeah, we have. Uh, I do consistently. Uh, you hear me? I'm not perfect at all. But the fact is they are our leaders and, you know, they're not teaching you the right thing. And how can they uh, be a role model for you, your family and your kids if they can't uh, keep it in their pants or do whatever they need to be doing? And so, um, you know, yeah, we need to be with people that are building us up. And that is the only way to glorify God the Father. And I just feel like um, that's just the way it is. You know, um, so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me for today. Um, I, I really enjoy today's uh, today's podcast, today's discussion. Don't forget to email me cross discourse That's C-R-O-S-S-D-I-S-C-O-U-R-S-E at Gmail dot com. I am anonymous and I look forward to hearing from you, to talking to you about all the good things um, that we have coming out, all the glorious movies and music and everything. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have not, I still would like to hear from you. Let me know what I can do or say uh, to make this a little bit better. Um, I'm doing this all from Google, YouTube, all that other good stuff, because I feel like God has called me to spread the message this way. And I'm going to keep doing it until God tells me something differently. I love you guys. I pray for you, and I hope to hear from you, see you again sometime soon. Peace.